Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and welcome to episode 94 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to your quality of your life. So welcome to today's episode. Episode 94 is entitled Children Witnessing Toxic Relationships. Um, Again, this is part of the request series around helping people in challenging relational dynamics who also happen to have kids and what are the things we need to watch out for, what do we need to do to raise healthy, strong, um, uh, independent children in potentially quite challenging uh, dynamics. Um, So today's episode, what I wanted to kind of look at, because there are so many elements and facets and each family system is uniquely different, um, but there are certain things that, uh, you know, general kind of elements that I think for, for everyone we're looking to pay careful uh, attention and focus on and use as a guide. And because uh, domestic abuse or relational ab- abuse tends to come from, um, you know, its, its underpinnings are in power and control dynamics um, it carries certain uh, elements with it, such as the, you know, the abuser's sense of entitlement um, and many, many other aspects. But what tends to happen is that um, when we're looking at the effects of children growing up in these environments, even if the children are not um, uh, experiencing uh, the brunt of the abuse directly, you know, it is still stunningly damaging, I'm sorry to sort of say. So if you feel that, well, at least it isn't being targeted on my, my children, research shows that witnessed abuse um, can certainly have the similar effects to being directly abused. And it's definitely been my experience um, with some people who have uh, are dealing with the consequences of witnessed abuse um, and the things that stem from that. Even sometimes it's, you know, how powerful that can be, even the guilt that, you know, well, um, I, you know, I'm watching someone else being treated horrendously and, you know, I've got a, while I'm horrified for them, while I feel like I, you know, maybe I should do something, but I'm so scared, but I might also feel at the same time a little bit of relief that it's not happening to me. Um, so this can be quite a toxic soup um, and very enmeshed in multiple feeling sets running simultaneously. And that's challenging enough for an adult to be confronted with, let alone a child. Um, but my interest today uh, will we'll certainly look more into the, um, the felt consequences um, of uh, being a child raised in a very uh, difficult home where we we really have not been modelled and demonstrated healthy, uh, uh, respectful relational dynamics. Um, uh, we've witnessed something very, very different instead. Um, I'll, I'll definitely go into at some point looking at some episodes around that. But today I wanted to look at some of the beliefs that can start to stem um, out of 
being a child in this kind of environment because effectively, you know, there are certain messages that you're being sent. Um, and in essence, the relationship tends to be very lopsided. Um, if we're in a mutually healthy relationship, there's give and take. Um, there's recognitions of competencies. Hey, you do this area better than me, so you take over, call the shots here, um, and I'll quite comfortably follow and support you. And over in this area over here, I know more, so so I'll do that. There's a, there's a shared um, sense of effort. There's a shared sense of sacrifice. Um, we're working towards um, as best as we can Yes, of course, getting our own needs met, but also um, not at the expense of others. And, you know, we don't fall into a, a pattern where consistently our needs trump everybody else's regardless of what's going on. You know, um, even if one of our children desperately needs some, some attention or some nurture, but I still feel entitled to get my needs met first. You can get your needs met provided it doesn't get in the way of me getting mine met, you know, and so when we see these fixed um, <clears throat> lopsided dynamics as a child, then we can we can take away certain beliefs um, and, and ideas about what relationships are, especially because we're not probably not getting too much of a contrast. Um, you know, we're seeing what's in our environment, probably those, what we're seeing in our environment is very closed and very secretive to a degree. Um, because, of course, abusers don't want other people to know what's going on. Um, so we're not likely to be talking too much to, to other families, getting too much insight and input. Um, and, um, again, we can be very, very confused because especially if the abuser is very good at creating a public image, we can look like the perfect, happy, joyous, dynamic family publicly, and then there's a very different paradigm uh, running in the backdrop. Um, so again, you know, we get the idea that, you know, there's a public face we need to put on, there's a public way to perform, and there's a, there's a private way of being in the home. Um, and that those are, what's normal is that those two are worlds apart. You know, what we do in our, in our home, which is uh, dictatorial, abusive, um, uh, you know, creates fear and a sense of uncertainty and, and, um, uh, potentially, you know, us feeling quite unsafe. When we're out in a public domain, it's it's a very, very different um, show that's being put on. We look like the ideal family or or the abuser looks like the ideal person and everyone seems to love them and we're kind of going, hey, what's then we, we must have the wrong idea about them, you know, rather than um, society has is getting the wrong impression uh, about this person, not, not the other way around. So what I'm going to start to believe as a kid, I'm going to start to believe that um, relationships are, uh, to a degree, even though we have a partner, um, there is one partner that is the ultimate authority. Um, there is a, a partner who is uh, controlling, directive, and domineering in, in whatever ways the abuser has chosen to do that, and, and you know, that there's a partner that's submissive um, uh, and... Um, serves, follows the directives of um, the superior partner. <clears throat> so we've got, pardon me, we've got a one-up, one-down kind of dynamic running all the time. Um, we've got, uh, you, we get the idea that one person's needs trump the family's needs and that that's, um, if you want to get along in, in the family and if you want to get along in relationship, then you either are the person who demands your needs be met um, uh, whenever you want them met 
or you are the person who meets the needs. So there is a master and servant almost dynamic running and that that's what relationships are about, that uh, one partner is superior and the other is inferior. Um, one partner gets all the credit and gets all the authority whilst the other puts in all the effort and sacrifice. Um, and again, if we're looking at this, we, we you know, um, and these are our ideas of what a relationship looks like, um, then I'm probably going to want to try to be, you know, as much as I might despise from time to time the abuser, um, I'm because they're the one with the power, it, it would make sense that I'm going to try at some stage to please them, to suck up to them, to cater to them, even at times when I'm very uncomfortable with what I'm required to do to cater. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm going to want to try for my own self-preservation, ideally to side with the abusee. So, you know, the other element that we're going to learn very, very clearly is... Um, uh, I mean, sorry, I'm going to want to side with the abuser. <laughs> um, that was a that was a, um, a an interesting little slip. Um, but sometimes, yes, I do, or I oscillate backwards and forwards um, bet between siding with the abuser and siding with the abusee. So, um, you know, not once do I get an example of healthy partnership. Um, you, you know, there's a there's a demand for respect for one partner whilst the message that's sent very clearly is an absolute disrespect for the other partner. So um, respect is lopsided, respect is not necessarily earned, um, it's demanded or um, gifted from time to time when the abuser feels like it and sees no um, disadvantage to them. Um, uh, you know, that, that a relationship consists of really bad times and really good times. You know, if I'm, if I'm as an abuser, I, I, I know enough to, to, to sprinkle in the good stuff to keep you in hope, to keep you um, uh, kind of thinking that maybe the worst is over. Um, and uh, again, we, we, we've talked about a little bit of the element of the seduction of the abuser in, in a previous episode, where sometimes we can be, you know, we can be triggered into false hope because things have got good for a little while or, oh, you know, it's a dad's, dad's having a good day today. Let's bask in the sunshine of that. And, and, and you know, we can really crave because we're starving for it, um, those moments when the abuser does uh, show lovingness, does show caring. And that is very possible whilst at the same time, you know, uh, being capable of very horrendous um, treatment of the ones we're supposed to love the most. And that, that again, is very confusing to kind of go, how, how, is, how is such a polarity in one poss person possible? Well, it, 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 it is. And... Um, we, we also begin to very clearly get a message that, um, you know, because again, as the abuser, I want to keep the focus off me. I want to keep the focus, you know, I want to shift the responsibility onto the abuser. It's your fault that I behave this way. It's your fault I feel this way. Um, you need to fix it. You need to make me feel better. You need to do more. You need to um, shut up and listen while I, you know, bless you with my opinion. Um, and so we very, very clearly get a message that, um, uh, you know, there's something wrong with the abuse, the, the abusee. There's something wrong, um, uh, you, know, you know, this person is the target. Um, and if anything doesn't go well, well, it's, it's, it's the abusee's fault, certainly not the abuser. Um, so we get this real warped message um, that uh, the target of derision and frustration and anger and um, 
and when things go wrong, you know, the, the, abused, the abused partner is the one who gets the blame. Um, and that there's some somehow that's the right thing, and and that the abuser is above reproach and above challenge. Um, so again, these are very very lopsided <coughs> um, messages that children are taking in. Um, you know, like I said, we 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 get the we certainly get very strongly the message that control and power um, <coughs> um, and decision making, for example. Um, these are not really shared. Um, this is not to be healthily shared between a couple, but rather the onus is on one uh, uh, one side of the relationship. There is one person that's in control and there's one person that basically um, should submit um, to being controlled. That, that's how a relationship works. I tell you what to do and by goodness, you better do it. Otherwise, you know, there'll be hell to pay. Um, you know, I'm... I get the message very clearly that if somehow you wrong me, I'm, I'm well within my rights to punish you very severely for that in, in uh, a multiple number of ways. Um, and that, you know, uh, the other message that sometimes comes through is that, you know, the one parent gets to be the fun, irresponsible, free, you know, one parent... Um, really goes through the parenting journey without making much sacrifice, reaps all the rewards and benefits, um, doesn't show up for the tough stuff, certainly is, but also gets the authority to criticise very heavily the person who is doing, carrying all that load. So there's not a, you know, there's not a shared, um, there's not a shared carrying and, and ownership of the burden and the responsibility and the, and the challenges that sometimes come with raising children. Um, but certainly I'll take all the accolades and reward and public acknowledgement um, uh, that, that I can get. Um, so again, you know, one person does all the work and the other person takes all the reward and recognition. And there are a number of other elements where, um, uh, you know, one, one parent does all the hard stuff, one parent just shows up for the fun and, and easy stuff. And again, if we start to associate, you know, one parent with one way and one the other, um, then we, we start to really cement in those dynamics. And it's interesting sometimes when I talk to children and, and you'll, you, you can hear the belief starting to form. Oh, you know, um, I remember one uh, young uh, lady, you know, just, you know, kind of making the statement, oh, well, men are in charge. Um, and you kind of go, okay, and, and for those of us who are looking on the outside, this is why this is important too. You know, part of why I do this is um, so that as a society, we can start watching out for each other uh, more effectively because um, sometimes when we're tracking um, suspected, um, you know, toxic dynamics, it's, it's really reading between the lines and looking for a moment or a crack where the facade suddenly um, uh, falls apart momentarily. You know, you might catch it in an abuser's, you, you know, they might forget themselves for a moment and flip out a, an entitled statement or you notice that consistently they tend to deride their partner publicly, um, mocking, They, you know, you get the sense that they feel like their family are, you know, um, are their possessions rather than human beings. Um, 
so you, this is where it's important that we sometimes keep, keep an eye out so that we can be better support to each other through what can be sometimes very, very challenging dynamics. And, and we're seeing the red flags that come out in, in, in children where, you, you know, sometimes the, the, where we'll catch the, the, the found, you know, the, what kind of foundation children are being exposed to and is, is when these little beliefs leak out um, or, or they have a kind of a very strong response maybe to challenging authority or, you know, you know there, there are multiples and perhaps at some point we'll look at an episode around that sort of, that sort of stuff. But, we're, you know, the, there are these, there are clues, there are flags. Um, but this is where, as a parent, it becomes very important, although it's very, you know, it's challenging enough to, to be in a parental dynamic like this um, without then, you know, also having to have the responsibility of keeping the dialogue open with children to see what kind of beliefs they are forming and then, you know, do we need to start to offer counterexamples of that? So we might not be, it might not be safe to directly, you know, you might not be in a position where you can directly challenge um, the the uh, the abuser in your family system it might not be safe and certainly if you haven't formed a, a plan and a strategy for 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 what to do if things get worse or escalate but we can start to point children towards um examples of healthy mutual respect dynamics oh well you know look at um you know, Auntie Sue and Uncle Bob, you know, what do you think about the way they do things, don't they? You know, so we're, we're just starting to get children to look more broadly at counterexamples. You know, we're, we might be putting ideas of movies in front of them that show healthy relating. Um, there's plenty of movies that don't. Um, but again, we're looking for moments to talk very uh, gently with children and start to offer counterexamples. You know, sometimes I've seen situations where... Um, when couples split and the child begins to figure out for themselves what works and what they want to kind of take on. You know, if they watch one parent who's constantly stressed with money, always looking to kind of take advantage of people and, and make a quick buck here and there and, and the stresses and the manoeuvring and the effort that goes into living that style of life compared to the parent who's got a good solid job and just keeps working away and saving and, and, and building consistently for their future. Um, you know, children begin to watch because they're looking at what works. And if, if, you know, we're putting healthy examples in front of kids um, and we're, we're continuing to do everything we can to keep our relationship strong and inspire them in, into it, yes, you, you could go that way, but, but here's this other way and this probably works better long term. Um, not easy, not easy in any stretch of, of the imagination. And like I said, it's very challenging when we're just taking small micro snippets of a highly complex set of dynamics and talking about one little piece of, of that particular puzzle. But I'm hoping that this episode um, helps to give you some thoughts to think. But fundamentally, like I said, what we're seeing, what children are witnessing is a very lopsided dynamic um, driven by power <coughs> power and control. Um, and so how do we start to show them more healthy balance, more healthy compromise, more healthy sense of respect, more healthy sense of balance, need meeting, um, and, and kind of how to share dynamics um, more effectively um, in whatever way we can find that, you know, like I said, if we're pointing to other places or we're looking at books or movies, places that begin to offer them a, some counterexamples very, very, very gently and, and that we're, we're, you know, we, we're doing everything we can um, 
to be open to hearing our children's thoughts and hearing our children's feelings, even though they might be really, really, might be really challenging to to hear from time to time. Um, <clears throat> and of course, as I mentioned before, um, if you're the one holding everything up, then your self-care is not a luxury, it's a necessity. You have to be finding ways, even if it's little moments, to give to yourself to take care of yourself because if, if you're shouldering more of the burden than you should, then, um, you know, uh, you're, you're so needed, you're so valuable and so precious and, and you really need to be taking really exquisite care of yourself because like I said that's that's not only for you that's that's for the little ones that you're guiding and, and supporting and you know my heartfelt wishes to you um, and uh, I hope this helps people and I hope this helps the people near 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 to you know uh, th this is the, those of us that are nearby um, so to speak that we might be able to get better at spotting and opening up conversations that are difficult gently with with people and that makes us better at supporting um, people through really challenging dynamics. So um, anyway, uh, there we go. There's episode 94. Um, as always, uh, thank you. Those of you who have been listening on for a long period of time, thank you very much. Really, uh, as always, appreciate your support. If you've just joined us, thank you so much. Um, hope hope you found uh, the episode has given you something to think about. Um, I, I, I certainly have a great deal of passion for this topic because unfortunately it is very, very common um, and, and not well addressed and certainly thrives in secrecy. So I think it's very important that we that we start to talk about these sort of elements. Um, as I say, greatly, greatly appreciate that you've taken your time out to, to listen to us. So thank you. Um, if you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe and leave a five-star review as that makes it easier for, for this information to come uh, across the path of others. Um, also available on uh, Podbean and Stitcher. Um, and at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. Um, if you want to uh, drop by, check out the website. Um, given there's 94 episodes, um, I've got episodes categorized into different areas because I look at all different types of human dynamics. I do uh, business and personal coaching and training, um, and all that's uh, available if you want to sort of check some of that out at the, at the website as well as other resources. And on YouTube, we've got Sean Hilly, the Relationship Resourcing Series. If you want to stop by and check that out, um, you can do that too. Um, and of course, if there's any episodes, much like this one, um, this was driven by um, some uh, the request of some listeners and some clients, and I'm very, very grateful. Um, so yeah, if you've got an idea for an episode you'd like to hear more about, then let us know. If I think I know something I can contribute to that area, then I'll, uh, I'll do an episode. Um, but but thank you so much and uh, really appreciate you uh, listening along um, until uh, you know until we're with each other again on the next episode. Bye for now.